Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Kriptendruck Stock Market News. Today is Wednesday, the 5th of April, 2023. In this podcast, I summarize and explain every trading day so that you can spot the bull in every scenario. Sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode. I touched upon Jamie Dimon's letter to investors yesterday, and that is something that I want to talk about a little more in today's podcast episode. In his letter to investors, Dimon spent a lot of time talking about the banking crisis. He believes that regulation has caused banks to invest into invest more into very low-risk treasury bonds. However, even though those are assumed to be low-risk if you have a significant rise in interest rates, These government bonds will lose significant value and if then your funding gets under pressure and you are forced to sell those bonds, then you can get into a lot of trouble. Hence, these securities might not be as risk-free as they are assumed to be, especially not during such an aggressive interest rate hike cycle by the Federal Reserve. Jamie Dimon highlighted basically that banks have structural issues. The CEO of Julius Baer, which is the second largest bank in Switzerland now after the takeover of uh, Credit Suisse by UBS. The CEO of Julius Baer said that the banking crisis will continue for years because of these structural issues within the banking sector. These comments yesterday and the weaker than expected jolts number caused markets to price in a higher chance of a recession. Just take a look at the slump we saw yesterday in the 10 and 2 year yield. The market's response to this data data truly shows how sensitive the market is to weak economic data. And I believe the sensitivity truly highlights that Wall Street is pricing in an unrealistic scenario at the moment. And the slightest deviation from what is being priced in causes weakness, significant weakness in the market. So today we have basically seen a continuation of Wall Street running for safety. The Institute for Supply Management's index fell, according to Bloomberg, nearly four base, nearly four points to a three-month low, 51.2. Combining this with the recent ISMPMI data, and this becomes a series of weaker-than-expected economic data that we have seen this week. However, it does remain crucial that we do not underestimate the strength of the economy. We are seeing some data show a slowdown, but the economy still remains incredibly resilient. I must admit, now the market has some slight evidence backing up the fact that they are pricing in rate cuts from the Fed this year. But we are far away from seeing the economy fall off a cliff. Jay Powell has said in the past that they will be hiking rates for longer, even though the rate cuts are be- even though the rate hikes are becoming smaller, and the Fed has made it- made it clear that they will not be cutting rates this year, which completely goes against the scenario that the market is currently pricing in. The Fed continues to give us the message that despite the banking um, the the recent banking issues, it will stay hawkish. Speaking of the Federal Reserve, which certainly is one of the hottest topics right now in this podcast, Bloomberg's Mike McKee sat down with the Cleveland Fed president, Mesta, and she said some very interesting things in that interview, which I would like to summarize very quickly. Mester stated once again 
that the Federal Reserve is data dependent and despite the data being backward looking or uh, looking in the rear view mirror basically, Mester said that it is still important to look at that data in order to know where the, where the economy is headed. Um, like I said, I will summarize this interview now in a couple of sentences for you. Mester believes that credit quality is still fine. Banks have struggled with retaining deposits, but that has stabilized now. Credit standards are continuing to further tighten and banks are adjusting to that appropriately. Companies are also preparing for some slowdown in the economy this year, but a lot of firms are telling us that their conditions are still pretty good. Mesta also believes that growth will be below trend this year and that we are seeing banks tighten credit standards. However, that is just the normal flow of tightening monetary policy and that is what the Fed wants in order to slow down demand, realign demand and supply and reduce price pressures. Mester also said that they are focused on inflation and making sure that inflation gets back to 2% over time. Rate cuts this year are not her policy um, path and the Fed will have to raise interest rates a little further from today's level and stay at that level for a while in order to ensure that inflation is on that sustainable downward path toward 2%. She believes that it will take some time to get inflation back down there and we will make progress this year and next year and hit 2% in eventually 2025. However, her goal is not to tighten until something breaks. She has been very clear about that. She is open to adapting to what the data tells us about the state of the economy. Now, I believe that we can summarize what she said in, in, in this interview by saying that she is more on the hawkish side of the Federal Reserve. She does not believe that the Fed will cut rates this year because they need to ensure that inflation does remain on a sustainable downward path and we are still very far away from the 2% target. However, the Fed is data dependent and it can adapt to whatever the data is telling them about the current state of the economy. Now, on Friday, we will get the detailed jobs report, which will give us a better understanding of the current state of the labor market. The market certainly is in between being worried about the economy while also being happy about inflation coming down. The problem is that I believe we need economic weakness in order for inflation to truly fall back to 2%. The problem is that I believe we need, um, on yeah, already said that, on Wednesday morning, the payroll provider ADP said that in March the private economy added 145,000 jobs and expected, and the market expected 210,000 new job creations. So that also shows that the labor market is indeed going into a direction of definitely cooling down, which is a great sign for the Federal Reserve to truly um, fall back to the 2% target. On Wednesday morning, the payroll provider ADP said that in March, the private economy added 145,000 jobs and expected by the markets were 210,000 new job creations in March. In addition to that, according to yesterday's JOLT report, we had 9.9 .9 million open vacancies and expected were 10.5. So it does seem like we are seeing a slowdown in the labor market, which um, the Fed obviously in this case really wants to see. However, like the Cleveland Fed President Mester said in the Bloomberg interview we talked about, the Fed wants to ensure that um, 
inflation stays on that sustainable downward path. And I do not believe that one single report showing a slowdown of PMI data and a slowdown of the labor market will significantly impact the dot plot of the Fed. It is true that the Fed is obviously very data dependent, which means that every data point is important. However, I believe that the Fed needs to see a trend of a cooling labor market in order to at least start to pause the current interest rate hike cycle instead of hiking by, for example, another 25 basis points. Um, the current discussion we are having truly highlights the dilemma we are in, and this is uh, very interesting if you think about it. The market has been rallying in the past based on the expectation of rate cuts this year. However, is the Fed cutting rates because of a weak economy actually good news for the markets? Should we celebrate the Fed cutting rates or should we worry about the state of the economy? Remember that earnings will also come under significant pressure in a weak weak economic environment, which will put downward pressure on stocks. And a similar question arises when seeing strong economic data. Should we celebrate that the economy is strong or should we worry that inflation will not be able to fall to 2% with such a strong economy? and um, hence the Fed um, remaining hawkish in such a scenario. What is pretty clear to me is that the markets are pricing in an unrealistic scenario because everybody is expecting a slowdown caused by monetary tightening. One must be very careful to chase any rallies at the moment and any rallies that we will be seeing in the next couple of months should be, in my opinion, uh, be viewed as bear market rallies and not really a a a trend change or a a move to a new bull market we can conclude this discussion by saying that after all the data will tell us who is right the bond market stock market or the fed regarding the recent economic data bloomberg is quoting mark hefele chief investment officer at ubs global wealth management he believes that quote recession risks have increased the equity outlook is challenging As the slowdown of the U.S. economy becomes more apparent, we think that investors should prepare for a peak in interest rates by considering opportunities in bonds, end of quote. And now I talked about this yesterday already. Bank of America believes that 4,150 points of the S&P 500 is a very critical point. And only if we exceed that point, we could be looking at uh, a new goal of uh, 4,300 in order to get to that level, the earnings season uh, needs to start off well. And the banks are starting us off with earnings season as most of the time. And if banks can at least release results that correspond to expectations, we can expect some upward pressure for the S&P 500. So that will be very interesting to see next week if that happens. Now let us get so to some quick microeconomic topics today. We will talk about Walmart and FedEx Walmart is signaling that consumer behavior, despite the recent events in the banking sector, has not changed much in March and is still resilient. The FedEx stock gained some momentum today. FedEx will focus on saving $4 billion until 2025. This has been confirmed today as an official goal of FedEx. The stock is celebrating this mostly because, um, well, for one reason, because they're saving uh, money, uh, cutting costs, but uh, FedEx, the stock is also celebrating um, the fact that FedEx is changing the corporate structure of its company, meaning that all the operational small businesses within FedEx will be combined 
making the structure a lot less complex, which is, like I said, why the stock is profiting. It is currently up by 1.5%. Other than that, the earnings reported by FedEx have not been very surprising. However, FedEx did report that they will raise their dividend by 10%. Exxon has reported that the management will generate non-GAAP earnings of $10.5 billion in the first quarter. This is, compared to the previous quarter, $3.6 billion less, and it is $700 million below the expectation of the market. Last but not least, we will take a look at how the major U.S. indices performed today. The S&P 500 in the red with around three-tenths of a percent, the Nasdaq 100 in the red with 1%, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average slightly up with two-tenths of a percent. Because it is already very late, I will not do a separate report on Europe and individual values today. So that is it for today's episode. Tomorrow, or more or less today, another episode of the Talk Stock Market News will be released. And I will cover the trading day and any newly released economic data as always. Have a great night.